Hi again, everyone. Welcome to Radio MVP Sports Podcast. I'm Tim Continenza, and Anthony will be joining us next week for episode 100. We did record earlier this week, but I was kind of down and out, and it didn't record too well, so we're going to uh, pass on that and bring you episode 100 next week here on Radio MVP. But instead, we have a little bonus coverage for you, a little bonus mini-pod as I had an opportunity to talk with my good friend Ray Reinstorf from WPSC in Erie as he covers high school sports. He covers high school sports for WPSC, and we talked about his basketball season that just kind of wrapped up the regular season and the, the District 10 postseason as we get ready for the PIAA championships. So get a little preview of some of the schools some of the schools that he covered as they get ready to advance in the uh, PIAA championships. So let's not waste any more time, and let's go to my conversation with Ray Reinstorf from WPSE in Erie, Pennsylvania. Joining us now on the phone is Ray Reinstorf from Erie, PA. As you know, he covers District 10. Ray, I'm going to let you introduce the radio station you cover because I know you changed recently, and uh, you've had an exciting season, so let's just... uh, Introduce you to our audience. Obviously, our audience knows you because you've been a uh, frequent uh, visitor here on Radio MVP. Tim, always a pleasure to be on your podcast. You do a great job of covering sports out in that Youngstown area that borders Pennsylvania. Working for WPSE, second year, second year covering a full basketball season with WPSE, and we've been on quite a run. We've just finished a stretch. Yesterday, with the Mercier's Prep Girls District Championship win over Greenville at Meadville High School, it was our 16th broadcast since Valentine's Day when we began with the first round of the District 10 playoffs. So it's been quite a ride, and now we transition to interdistrict play in the PIAA, and already with the uh, when. Uh, you and I had this conversation for this podcast. The first round matchups are starting to spill out for the PIAA brackets, so it should be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Sixteen broadcasts in two weeks, uh, Ray. Uh, did you catch your breath during that time? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very fortunate now that in our second year now of doing high school basketball on WPSE that we were able to accumulate a lot of terrific local talent with Sean Amacucci, who anchored our Penn State Baron basketball coverage. Uh, He's been working with us during the high school playoffs. Alex Womer, who was formerly locally here with iHeartRadio, has had the opportunity to join us for games. Uh, The Mercier's prep folks that joined me on the broadcast, their school president, Ed Curtin, I had their boys head coach, Sean Bear, on the broadcast with me yesterday for the girls' district title game. Unfortunately for the boys, they had an early exit against a very good Sharon team. That was a really tough draw for the Laker boys team in the quarterfinal round, which can be a very cruel round in the PIAA playoffs because in most of the full brackets, that's the elimination of the first round and the quarterfinal round of the elimination rounds, and if you lose, you go home, you don't get a chance to play your way into the state tournament as a three or a four seed. So, yeah, we've been very fortunate. We've got a great group of people working behind the scenes with Brian Hansen and Eric Williams and my general manager, Joe Martin. So I I have to make sure that I mention them because it's a team effort. And 
We've been very ambitious. It's something that hasn't been done in this area in a very, very long time. And we've had tremendous success. The advertisers have been behind us. We thank them. We hope that our listeners patronize them, obviously. And it's been a fun ride so far. Oh, there's no question. It's nothing better than uh, covering high school sports this time of the year with all the championships going on and uh, all the uh, things that you need to do to make it happen. And a lot of people don't realize what goes on behind the scenes. Not that they need to, to be quite honest with you, as you know. As uh, long as the broadcast goes off and as long as uh, the schools are uh, happy with everything we do, we're, we're always uh, ready for the next cha- challenge. That's the way I've always uh, approached it. Sure, and as you mentioned, there is so much work that goes on behind the scenes, especially when, you, when you're when you this ambitious. And I know we've got uh, our friends and colleagues that do radio in the Mercer County area, which they do an amazing job of covering that region and all of the teams down that way. So I'm really excited that we're finally starting to kind of dip our toes in the water up here in Erie County with the opportunity to cover so many different teams it, just coming out of this weekend, while you and I are having this conversation, we had some unbelievable games on Friday and Saturday night. Harbor Creek winning a play-in game against Warren to get the three-seed out of District 10. Then a great game between McDowell and Alderdice, albeit it wasn't an elimination game as a sub-regional final, but it was a game for seeding purposes, which is odd because you and I have been covering high school basketball and PIAA for a long time now, and this is been a strange year with some of these brackets where you've got in 2A boys and girls in District 10, you had both the winner and the loser of the consolation round automatically going to the state tournament. You had this McDowell-Alderdice sub-regional final where both teams were already in playing their way into a different part of the bracket. So that's been a little strange to get used to. I know in your state in Ohio, it's win or go home. So it's figuring all of those things out and seeing the way that things have to roll out for the purpose of having that round of 32 gets set is always odd here in the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, it is. It's it's unique, and it, but in the same vein, uh, everyone gets a chance here in Ohio, and it's just like you said, one and done. Over there, you earn your way through the tournament, obviously. Not every school makes it into the playoffs uh, in District 10 or in the Whipple at other uh, regional championships. And then you know, you have an opportunity to perform at that level and see how far you can go and obviously qualify for the state tournament, which, uh, you know, with six divisions now, it's uh, it's quite interesting how they uh, they make the pairings and, and get everyone involved. Um, I know, uh, you know, covering Newcastle this past season, you know, in the last few years, is if we get to this the WPIL uh, semifinals, chances are actually – a hundred percent that you'll make it to the PIA, the PIAA championships, and uh, that's exactly what Newcastle did this year. They didn't win the, the Whipple for the first time in three seasons, but they uh, they continued to uh, perform under one of the best coaches, really, in uh, Northwest Pennsylvania and, and Western PA, is uh, Ralph Blundo. And his record is just shocking. <laughs> He's have almost 270 wins in 10 years, Ray. It's it's an amazing. Uh, record that he has achieved and I know there's some schools and uh, coaches up that way have done well just take a moment and talk about some of the some of the teams that you faced or not faced but covered and uh, some of the personalities that are are part of those uh, programs. We'll start with the Mercier's Prep Lady Lakers Dan Perfetto 
who's now in his 14th year at the helm, he just earned, you were talking about coaches, he just earned his 300th win, and that was in a quarterfinal playoff win against Seneca. The Lakers have been on an absolutely incredible run through the postseason. They won the district championship yesterday by a score of 51-29 to against Greenville, and that game from the onset, the Lakers are they are one of the more relentless defensive teams you're going to see. Their guards, they're not a team that has a ton of size. Their tallest player, Emily Thompson, listed at 5'9". I think she might actually be maybe closer to 5'10 or 5'11", but uh, they have a lot of small, quick guards that just suffocate you, make it very difficult for you to get your offense set in the half court. And Miranda Bly... Caitlin Pasco adds a little bit of size with Emily Thompson and is just a great all-around player. She can score outside and inside. She just committed to Mount Union, the 5'8 senior. She had the game-high 16 points against Greenville for the district title. But Alyssa Bailey, Rebecca Haberski, and they bring a freshman, Lily Rose Lang, off of the bench who, like Miranda Bly, Lang is is just over 5 feet. Bly is 5'5", five five, but they just suffocate, the, suffocate, excuse me, the other team's guards, and they've done an unbelievable job of creating turnovers. Throughout the postseason, Greenville, when the game got out of hand, they scored 15 points in the fourth quarter. That was one of the first double-digit quarters that Mercier's Prep allowed in the district playoffs. So now they're going to have a, a tough draw coming up in the state round as they get Seton LaSalle. Coming up on, it'll be Friday. I know that we're recording this, but there'll be a first-round PIAA matchup. I get to it. They're a team to look out for. Also in girls up here locally, Villa Maria. Villa Maria has the potential, again, to make a state run. The team that's gotten in their way the last couple of years has been North Catholic, and North Catholic has another really good team. They're the, the 4A District 7 champion. They beat Blackhawk by 20 points in the semifinals, and then South Moreland 61-44 to in the finals. So if Villa Maria can get past the early rounds, they potentially will match up with North Catholic very soon. In fact, taking a look at that, they have Blackhawk, which is not going to be an easy game for them in the first round. Should be a fun triple header at Edinburgh in the first round, at least for us and the teams that we cover, as we get treated with a triple header of Villa Maria in that game one matchup that I just alluded to against Blackhawk, then Fairview and Beaver Falls, Fairview the district champion in 3A boys, and then McDowell the district 10 champion in 6A against Peters Township. So that's a triple header at Edinburgh in the first round. That should be a lot of fun that I imagine that we're going to cover at least probably two of those games, if not all three. So we'll see how things shake down for that. But McDowell obviously has had a lot of eyes on them because you've got Will Jeffress, who's got 10 Division One offers on the table. He reclassified to become a senior this year. So he is leaving high school after three years to head to a Division One school of his choice. Then you got the Fairview Tigers, who've had an incredible run, District 10 champions again. A lot, a lot of good teams. Harbor Creek played their way in. Northwestern, the Northwestern girls played their way into the state round as a three seed. So it should be a lot of fun coming up here in the first and subsequent rounds in the PIAA playoffs for us.
Oh, there's no question. And uh, that matchup uh, in the 6A with uh, Peter Ta- Peter's Township should be pretty uh, interesting first-round matchup. Uh, Peter's Township has had a, a good season this year. I haven't had a chance to see them play. I've just seen some of the scores this year. I think they finished the season 14-10. and 10. That's going to be a, a nice first-round matchup uh, for them and, and an opportunity to uh, challenge them, you know, start the, the tournament. Sure, and potentially, and I've got to send a shout-out, of course, to Tom Reisenweber from the Erie Times News. McDowell had a regularly scheduled game against Butler that did not happen because of, of bad weather. And so if McDowell and Butler each win their first two games of the tournament, they would meet in the quarterfinal round. And that was a highly anticipated matchup to begin with. There were a lot of folks here locally that were disappointed that it didn't happen. But unfortunately, what can you do when you have inclement weather and you want to make sure the kids are safe and that they're not traveling in it? So they ended up losing that regular season game as it was the second to last game of the regular season in mid-February. But that would be fun, potentially. If, if folks haven't had the opportunity and you know, you're not too far from Edinburgh and you're looking – for a game to go see or a player to go watch. If you haven't had the opportunity to see Will Jeffress play yet, you, you want to get out there before he heads to college because he's been one of the most dynamic players ever in this area. And he's left quite an impression. Uh, if, if he would choose to stay, it would be unbelievable to think what they could do next year. But this will be the last ride for him, as I mentioned, reclassifying as a senior and been a heck of a lot of fun to watch for the last couple of years, for sure. Curiosity here, uh, Ray. Just uh, my matchup, the first round will be uh, this Friday at uh, Slippery Rock as uh, the Canes will be taking on uh, Hickory. Uh, have you had a chance to see Hickory this year by any chance? Not this year. I saw Hickory last year in the district semifinal against Harbor Creek. Harbor Creek Last year was a Cinderella team. They upset General McLean in the quarterfinal round, ran into that buzzsaw, played Hickory pretty tough for almost two quarters, and then things kind of slipped away for them. There was very impressed with Hickory last year. No one, They're one of the top teams in the state. You couldn't have asked for a better game but for yourself to call, my friend. That should be a heck of a lot of fun, and I'm sure the atmosphere at Slippery Rock, we know that, both of those teams have great fan bases that will travel, uh, especially Newcastle. I witnessed Newcastle and Strong Vincent the last year. Strong Vincent existed before the Erie School District consolidation when David Morris was in his senior year, and the Colonels made it all the way to the state championship game and lost. But that was, if I remember correctly, it was either a quarterfinal or semi I think it was a quarterfinal state game because Meadville played Mars after that at Slippery Rock and I was part of the broadcast team for that game but I just remember the the amount of I've seen Newcastle a few times over the years and that fan base is rabid and they will travel they certainly do they love their canes and they uh they do. They travel well, and it, they're very supportive in the uh, the town of Newcastle, which is a lot of fun. Uh, as you know and I know, we've seen different levels of support uh, from different communities, and, and not naming any. I'm just saying you've seen the levels are, are not as strong as others, and then there's some that are just absolutely last one out of town, shut off the lights type scenario. And 
that is, uh, you know, Newcastle when it comes to their basketball and their programs. It, it's a lot of fun to uh, cover. And, of course, about it. And, and I'll be honest, and it all starts with Ralph Blondo. Uh, the way he energizes his teams and every year finds a way to see this team get better and better. Newcastle this year started only one senior, had one freshman, two sophomores, and a junior start. And the one senior was a 5'10 center who was playing out of position because that's the only one who was willing to play the position. And I was telling you that uh, Newcastle, you know, that rabid fan base that you were talking about is kind of that thing that you, when you, the last person out of town turn off the lights scenario uh, when they're traveling. <laughs> and, you know, that what's unique, it all, like I said, it all starts with uh, really the the leadership of uh, their head coach, uh, Ralph Blondo and, uh, Ralph is uh, an interesting guy who hates to lose, loves to coach, is really all about the kids first. This past season may have been my most impressive uh, uh, watching of him coaching a team. Uh, they have uh, only two seniors, and one of them uh, really didn't see a lot of time on the court this year because he just joined the team last year, so he just didn't get a lot of experience. And the other senior was a 5'10 center who was playing out of position uh, because they needed somebody who was willing to get in and, and bang and try to uh, get rebounds. And Isaiah Carter was that player who did it for them. They had uh, one senior, one junior, two sophomores, and a freshman starting this year. Yeah, it's amazing what some of these great coaches can do with teams that are less talented maybe than the ones they had previously, and that's obviously a sign of a great coach uh, a great system, at least maybe a great base system, and then what they do to adjust to find players that fit that system or maybe even change the system to adapt to the players that they have. And we're, we're, we're blessed up here in the northern part of District 10 with a lot of great basketball coaches, and I'm sure that uh, you mentioned Coach Blundo and obviously down in the lower half of District 10 and down into District 7, there's a lot of a lot of great coaches. This is this is a really fun time of year, and you get to see some of those coaches. And obviously, it's all about the kids, and you get to see the kids get showcased. So, elaborating on something we were talking about earlier, uh, going back to talking about the girls' teams up here, Villa Maria is very capable of making a deep playoff run. They've won now 18 straight with their win over Westinghouse in the sub-regional final. They've got a post player in Cassidy Krieger, and then another one they bring in off the bench in Kelly McKnight that can create size havoc for teams. Great guards in Hannah Kelly, Rachel Majeski, and Carissa Dunham, who had 17, got red hot, hit five three-pointers in the game against Westinghouse. Uh, a top guard in Ava Wade, who's not afraid to go down with the bigs and get rebounds as a 5-7 guard. So they're, they're definitely a team, I think, that can make a deep run. I think the Lady Lakers can, too. It's just going to depend. Lady Lakers last year lost a really, really tough first-round game, a one-point loss to Beaver. So we'll we'll see what transpires this year. And then, of course, a lot of the eyes are going to be in the boys' side on McDowell and on Fairview. Can Fairview make a deep run with the, the season that they've had, winning the district title and only losing one region game they lost. They split with Mercyhurst Prep and, and shared the region title. So just two losses so far on the entire season for the Fairview Tigers. So we'll see what Fairview can do. It should be a lot of fun. There's no question about it. All right. Now the basketball season is kind of climaxing and getting to the uh, 
the opportunity to see where these teams fall. What is on the future here for Ray and uh, your broadcasting schedule going into the spring? We will carry some Penn State Baron baseball and softball as we have a have an agreement with the Penn State Baron Athletic Department to, to cover over 40 events during the course of the year. So that's been a great relationship and partnership that uh, we've done, covered a decent amount of their a lot of their basketball games this year to coincide with our high school schedule. And then we'll take a look. You know, as someone who's been in this business for a long time, it's, it's hard to try to put together a regular season coverage of high school baseball and softball because the weather that we deal with in this region makes it very difficult. You schedule games, they get canceled. It's that's that's where I think the the ADs, the tip of the cap to the athletic directors in our area. It gets really wild in the spring and they do an unbelievable job of having to coordinate with other schools when you get these rain outs and field condition issues and even snow outs sometimes in, in April when they try to start playing these games. But when we get into late March, and we did a couple last year, we did a Girard playoff game in the state round. After they had won the district championship, we did a McDowell game in the state quarterfinal round in softball. So we will look at the potential and the possibility of doing some baseball and softball in the state playoffs when you get to a time of the year in late May and early June when the weather is, is good enough to, to pull it off. Well, there's no question. Uh, I know you've got to be enjoying uh, the last couple of years with your new switch over uh, to the radio station you're covering now and doing a fantastic job covering all these schools. And uh, we wish you nothing but the continued success, Ray. And if uh, our paths cross in the next few weeks, that'll be fantastic to see you. I want to wish you and uh, Mindy and everybody uh, in the family the best. And uh, if there's ever anything I can do for you, uh, just let me know. You got it, Timmy. And right back at you. Thanks for having me on. And I'm sure we'll do this again when it'll be here before you know it. We'll be talking football in August, getting ready for another high school football season. Yes, we will be. It's hard to believe we're talking that in. It's just March 1st, but you know and I knew. Uh, our eyes are always looking forward to the next possible uh, sports season and what man may uh, transpire. So, Ray, uh, thanks again for your time coming on the podcast. Thanks, Tim. Take care. I want to thank Ray Reisler for taking some time out of his day to talk to us here on the podcast. And we will talk to you very soon here. As I hope you enjoyed our bonus mini-pod here on Radio MVP. And Anthony and I will be back next week with our 100th episode of Radio MVP Sports Podcast. So for my guest, Ray Reinstorf, I'm Tim Confidenza wishing you all a good day, and we will talk to you soon right here on Radio MVP.